I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Kicked Back presented by Uber One. Uber One is a membership that lets you save across Uber Eats, Uber Rides, and everything in between. Enjoy unlimited $0 delivery fees, 5% off of Eats, 5% off of Rides, and if you join Uber One today, you can get your first month free. Visit uber.com slash uberone for details. Start recording. Yay. Back to back kicked back episodes presented by Uber One. Liam, Brett, myself, Caroline in the house, and... I mean, we started off last episode with a little <laughs> jingle. Liam, I don't know I if you... I was just thinking the same thing. About, <laughs> how could I work this into a song? The only thing I could think of was My House by Florida. Can you do something? I'll save the audience. Yeah. There. <laughs> well, guys, I would try, but I'm absolutely tone deaf. It's not something you'd want to hear me even try and execute. So, If England win the World Cup, I will sing It's Coming Home for the first three minutes of the podcast. Promise? After. 100%. I'll sing it the whole podcast if you guys want me to. <laughs> I actually would love to see it. I would love to. Would you do it sober or do you need to have a few I've, drinks? If you? England won the World Cup, I don't think I'd be sober ever again. <laughs> Liam's coming to the office every day hammered. I don't blame you. I don't. How many? When's the last time England won the World Cup? 66. Wow. Jeff Hurst scored a hat trick in the final. It went to extra time against West Germany. They won 4 2 at the old Wembley. Wow. Okay. So it's a long time coming. It has been. Uh, well, in the in the song, it's coming home. It says thirty years of hurt, and I believe the song was made in '96, so it's almost been fifty years of hurt. So we might have to get a remake on that one. Hopefully but not, but it ends. It ends. It ends this, this year. Yeah, this year. I did my. I did a little. We'll talk about this more on Friday when we do our prediction show. But I did a little prediction today. I tweeted it out for fifteen minutes, and I thought, you know what. I'm going to save this. Prediction on what, though? The entire World Cup. I did my entire thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, we know just... that you think England's going to win. Mm, I, 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 my heart says yes. My head says more than likely not a chance. But <laughs> I, I didn't have them winning in my bracket. You seemed very confident yesterday on the show. I'm confident they will have a very good World Cup. Okay. To me, that's semifinals. Okay. So there you go. Okay, my, guys. little teaser. Let's start with uh, Canada. They play tomorrow against Japan yeah. early morning game uh, that'll be a nice warm-up World Cup game for them uh, from what I heard on TSN yesterday Alfonso Davies won't be playing against Belgium it, okay. or is unlikely to play against Belgium and he's still in Germany getting treatment so he's not even in Qatar yet and that he should be Ooh. arriving in Qatar like a few days or five days before their game so as of yesterday when that went to air he wasn't in Qatar sorry five days before that game against Belgium? I think so. Or, I think so. Because oh, Belgium's their first game. Yeah, I wonder if it's Belgium or the second, five days before the no, second No, I think game? he'd be there for Belgium. So I think Bel- he- Belgium's Wednesday? Yeah. So I expect Set. him to be there Saturday? Me, yeah. Hmm, I guess that's not too bad. Because, I mean, the likelihood is there's probably not a ton of guys playing tomorrow against Japan. Yeah. I would imagine maybe a couple of guys play like Stefan Estacchio like did something in practice today. So for precautionary reasons, he's just not playing against Japan tomorrow. Man. Like he seems like he's okay. Like they said it was like a light, a slight tweak that they were just like, okay, well we're not going to run this risk, which is good. Thank goodness. Um, I think we'll see probably a better team than what they played against Bahrain the other day. Um, that game was interesting. Should we talk about that really Yeah, quickly? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, it finished 2-2. Yeah, you know what? I wasn't even... I, it's going to sound weird. Like I cared, but I didn't care. Because I looked at it and I thought, this is just a lot of guys who were 
trying to make the squad. Most of them probably know they're not already making it. Just maybe making a name for themselves for 20... When's the next one? 2026 is the Canadian yep. one, right? So maybe that was kind of part of it. Um, Canada didn't play very well, but they also didn't play many guys, right? What did, what did you... What was your takeaway? My takeaway with games like this is at the end of the day, they don't matter. Like it served mm-hmm. its purpose of giving guys, depth players and bench players an opportunity to play. Uh, we saw guys make their debut for Canada. So I, I do think that there were moments of, you know, bright moments uh, and also moments where you're like, okay, you know, these are some guys who are going to start for Canada and they need to figure out situations like this specifically defensively. But at the end of the day, I'm not leaving that game and I'm like, oh, you know, this is really mm-hmm. tough for us in the World Cup. I think that these games need to happen before the World Cup. You need to just kind of get them out of the way, move on, and, and Qatar's going to look completely different, especially with the core group of guys that weren't on the field against Bahrain. So just looking at the team that played, Kamal Miller, starting player, Petit, starting player likely for Canada. Eh, maybe not if Hutchinson's back. Alistair Johnson, our boy. Go check that one out. That was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, Richie Larea going to play a role. Kone. Ismail Kone, that's how you say his name, right, Brett? Yeah, scored goodness. a sickle. Oh my goodness, that was like what a what a high quality play for twenty years old. Like whew. the 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 run, the timing of the run, the touch, and just how he executed it. The full picture of that goal is, I think, what might catch Canada's opponents off guard with what this Canadian team can bring. Yes, maybe sometimes defensively the organization has to be a lot tighter and cleaner, but this team has the capability that on a counter or on a specific attacking moment can absolutely capitalize. And if you have Kone doing that at the age of 20 with not a ton of international experience, this guy can come off the bench and, and, and do some damage for Canada. Yeah, I'm just trying to see. So he's played five times for Canada. Five yeah. times, 20 years old, one goal. Um, Asario is another guy who played in that game who probably will play a role. I want sure. Osorio to... He needs to find another level, Osorio, for me. Yeah, probably does. That's that's fair to say. Where's he at now? Toronto still. Yeah, 30 years old. He's going to play a part in his team. I don't know if he'll start because Estacchio and Hutchinson are both there. Probably come off the bench. Probably was that 12, 13 guy. Um, I was a little disappointed... I think you, we spoke about this too at some point. Just defensively, like that goal they conceded. Because uh, one of them, I'm trying to think of what the goals were. There was one goal where there was like a terrible giveaway. Mm-hmm. And then they just, uh, I think it was Joel Waterman, like jumped yeah. to the attacker and he just spam right out of him. And it's just like the little bit of inexperience, which I think at this World Cup could be a bad thing for of Canada. Course, of course. And they've got to play at a high level. And I think the starting 11 is strong. Like I've mentioned it before, like I had, uh, I had the thought of Davies playing defensive mid, which seemed bold apparently. But um, <laughs> defensively, they've just got to be solid. Like they can't take risks. They've just got to, they've got to almost just let the play develop and mm-hmm. hope for the best, I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah, they've got to stick to the game plan. John Herdman knows what he's doing. John Herdman knows this team's weaknesses and this team's strengths. And he's going to know how to tactically arrange these guys against a Belgium, a Croatia, a Morocco to hopefully get the best performance out of Canada. I just also think that when you have these guys who are playing Champions League soccer, like our, our football, the guys that we know, Laren, Buchanan, Estacchio, David, uh, and then you have like Sam Piet and Johnson who are just in an MLS cup run and Kone who's that young guy coming in there are there's a component to that team that was missing from Bahrain and even will be missing against Japan tomorrow because as much as that like World Cup warm-up match is important for Canada it's not the be-all end-all so you can't risk a Stefan Estacchio who's killing it right now from the Champions League and scoring goals for Porto to to even potentially get injured so yeah we can't look into these matches too much I think there's it's actually it actually benefited Canada because Herdman's like, okay, so now that the clock's ticking and this is an area of our game that like we need to hammer home at practice and make sure that when we are in Qatar, this these mistakes that happen against Bahrain, um, maybe against Japan, do not happen against Belgium, Croatia, Morocco. Yeah, and they're in a they're in a tough group, of course, but the pace of this team is what is gonna benefit them the most. Like you listed all those guys who are playing Champions League right now, like Hutchinson is such an experienced player mm-hmm. for this team. What did uh, Johnson call him? The Michael Jordan of the team? Yeah, he actually asked him the other day too. There was a there was an interview, and Alistair Johnson was in the media room or whatever, and 
He was like, uh, why do they call you octopus? And he was like, because of my long legs. So... <laughs> There you go. Clearly, they're pretty relaxed in camp right now. But As they should. That's so important. Because yeah. I, I think I saw that clip. I think it was on Canada Soccer Twitter. It's so important to to have that balance because they feel the pressure. Any room you walk into, um, I know, for example, when I, and this doesn't compare because it was a junior World Cup to obviously a senior World Cup, but even walking into every every room, everything is labeled FIFA. Everything is presented properly. There, it's Everything is super formal. Mm-hmm. You, you see teams walk in... Uh, walking together by you and different countries and everything becomes super real. They're a hundred percent feeling that it's important to be able to chill and, and kind of find the balance in between of, you know, taking everything seriously and being like, okay, like we got this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And you know, we, we talk about Canada's, uh, defensive issues, but at the end of the day, they only conceded seven goals in World Cup qualifying. They, they didn't they lose the last two games they lost were like the last game against Panama I believe both games they lost were after they qualified right mm-hmm. yeah so you know I think this team is obviously playing with tons of confidence right now like they're a, a historic Canadian team they're back at the World Cup I don't really know how they're gonna do because they're in such a tough group like that Belgium we obviously know how great they are Croatia of Modric and the other talent too Morocco I don't think should be underestimated either a lot of people have Morocco as the dark horse of the tournament yeah which is <laughs> scares <frightening>. me <laughs> yeah. so I like Canada a lot I think they could surprise us I think they can get out of this group I hope they can obviously I also wouldn't be surprised if they struggled a little bit, but I think 2026 is when this team's going to thrive the most. The way I see it is, first of all, with the roster, I don't, there weren't any surprises for me with the roster that was released. Like, I think that this is a solid team that John Herdman's picked. Uh, For me, I really do think that Canada. In, in a dream world could come out of that group stage if if everything goes as planned. If they don't, I don't see it as like a loss. I see it as we qualified for this World Cup for the first time in 36 years. We're bringing the attention to football in our country for the first time in a long time. And then in 2026, when we're one of the host countries, watch out. Like they have time to like develop and build yeah. off of like that experience that they're about to have in Qatar. But in saying that, like... <laughs> Croatia and Belgium, man, they're going to be so good. But maybe, maybe there's potential of catching. We we said Belgium in yesterday's show is not as shiny. Croatia, are they the same Croatia that we saw when you know they went to a World Cup final? Yeah. Right? Can Modric carry an entire team mm-hmm. with a couple other guys? Right? Like these are all things that need to be considered. Who knows? Yeah, there's definitely question marks around Belgium and Croatia, and maybe the momentum just carries Canada through this thing. Maybe. Uh, there was one thing actually unfortunate that happened. So Daniil Henry got injured no. in the warm-up game against uh, Bahrain in warm-ups. So John Herman said, uh, says Daniil Henry felt something in his calf in warm-up and then pulled out as it got worse. His timeline is 14 days, so a return was possible, but Henry decided to give up his spot to someone else on the team as a sacrifice from him. Stop. So he would have made he was he was probably told he was on the team and then instead he said no like you should let somebody else go to the tournament instead. He's with them in Qatar, like he's gonna be part of the, the roster and everything, but he won't play. But like what a what a crazy thing to do. I'll be honest, I don't know if I would do that. Honestly, <laughs> so. I just I have chills. Like I have chills. I almost get emotional hearing that because you talk about selflessness and you also talk about you hear John Herdman talking about the brotherhood of this team, and that's like kind of the mm. theme throughout this team heading into Qatar, even heading into CONCACAF, in which they won. And it's one thing to hear it, but then you hear of something like that and you you know that these guys are walking the walk. Like they are oh, yeah. they are not only saying we're brothers, but that's something a brother would do. Yeah. Because not every single person would be like, Here's my spot. You know, this may never happen for me again, but here you go. Yeah. Like that to me, like that's a guy I would play for. Every time I walked down on the pitch, I'd say we're doing it for him. Yeah. And I feel like that's almost like a, a rallying thing for this team, perhaps like he has a pulled calf. It's not like a crazy injury, but yeah. he would be there. So he's 29 years old, plays for Toronto that people don't know. So like he would have, he played a big part of them in qualifying. Yeah. He would have been part of this team. It's like, crazy. this isn't just like the 26 men on the squad. He would have played games at the World Cup. So it's uh sucks that, that he's not going to be able to play. And like the fact he was doing that, like just shows 
the kind of man he is. So many injuries. Like I even saw yesterday. We, did you make that graphic, by the way? Oh, no. That was our boy, Brett. Honest to God, Brett. Producer <laughs> Brett, you the man. And Kunku, this is a guy that I was so excited to watch yeah. at the World Cup. And injury in Qatar. So many footballers right now. My heart goes out to them. We're going to talk about Sadio Mane on this show. He may not be going out uh, uh, in, in the first game against the Netherlands for Senegal. We know that Alfonso Davies is questionable against Belgium or maybe even a game after that. Like, we don't know. Like, all these guys are are tired. Yeah. There's, uh, did you actually did you see the video of how he got injured? In no, Kukri? I didn't. It was actually a brutal tackle. Was it? <laughs> Camavinga like kind of came oh, no. in on him, and it was just like, oh, is that like I understand you want to have high high energy at practice, like game game like mentality, but so like kind of what happened was in Kuku, so it was on him as well. He like slid in. Oh, you can see it here. So. Uh, yeah, he like slides in. And, Yo, uh, it's just like ah, oh, really? That's what we're doing? At no, practice? I would be pissed as f if yeah. if my teammate did that. I know it's not intentional, no. but I'd be like, "Yo, we gotta take it down sixteen notches." I'm sure that a couple of people on the team are like, "Hey, relax. settle down," because you're lucky Woo. that wasn't Mbappe <laughs> or Benzema. Like, Nkuku's a fantastic football player. Yeah, he's, he's a Ballon d'Or yeah. nominee, but. Luckily for France, they have 20 of the strikers ahead of us. Oh, honestly, <laughs> Prince. Uh, oh, man. Imagine if that was like, um, oh, honestly, Harry Kane. Like, yeah, what would English fans be saying? I'd, Harry I'd, Maguire slides in on, on Harry Kane. I don't know Kane. if I would watch. If, oh, my God. Harry Maguire. Could you? That'd be the poor guy. That'd be the end of that his would be, career. Uh, Harry Maguire is probably just trying to avoid people at practice so he doesn't make poor the headlines. Guy. That's why I said I want him to have a... Uh, I want him to have a crazy World Cup that yeah. he like. He scored at the last World Cup against Sweden, I think it was, and he scored at the Euros. It's a good player, Mister Mister International. Mister, Maybe we'll, yeah. Yeah, we'll get... What do they call Pitbull, Mister Worldwide? Yeah, yes. That's Harry Maguire. That's actually so good. We should make a little meme with him yeah, with that song. Bald Harry Maguire. Uh, yeah, but with with Canada, we'll see how it goes, but. Again, with rosters, I know that Canadians listening to this show are probably familiar with what's going on in terms of rosters. I'm pretty good choices by John Herdman, and I'm excited to see how he kind of lines everybody up and how they come out against Belgium. Tough first game. I don't think this squad could have been messed up. I agree. <laughs> like, I, like maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know enough about some of the plays that could have been selected, and I'm sure some people question some things, but like... Very familiar faces. Canada doesn't have a massive pool of players at the moment to pick from. I think the 26 that are going are all deserving. We've all seen them play during the World Cup qualifying. I think it was good. And I'm glad I'm glad to see them get rewarded for the achievement they've accomplished by getting there. So, good luck, Canada. We're obviously rooting for you. I'm hoping for the best. Alistair Johnston, first goal of the tournament. Oh, that would Canada. be so nice. And... He deserves it. Then I'll send him a little message on Instagram. Good job. What an awesome guy. <laughs> um, Who's next? Let's go to the U.S. USA. I low-key think that your group with England, USA, Iran Wales, Wales, and Iran is like a low-key group of death. Do you know it's the only group in the tournament where all four teams are in the top 20 of the FIFA World Rankings? Like, it I... Look, it, it, it looks... England friendly it, on paper. When you look at it, you're like, oh, they play the US, Wales, and Iran. But then you also look at it from a different perspective. It's like, well, you got a four nations game against Wales, where England somehow just don't play. They played Scotland in the last Euros and drew. I, they played Wales in the 2016 Euros, and I think England might have narrowly won that one or drawn. Brett, do you have that? If, uh, it's a 2016 Euros. And then USA who England-USA, that just feels like a weird rivalry. I don't even know what it... We barely play each other. And then Iran, who is a very good um, Asian team. Yeah. Very good team. Uh, yeah, but England... U Sorry, not England. Again, ahead of myself. USA. We have, we have had an episode about the USA and Mr. Greg Berhalter. Which popped off. Which, yeah, thank you, USA Americans. fans. Yes. Thank you, America. <laughs> <laughs> That is a concern, obviously. <sighs> However, the the squad selection based off it, I thought it was so weird. Like, Zach Steffen didn't make this team, and he was essentially the USA's number one goalie. 
and he didn't make the team. And he's playing for Middlesbrough right now. He literally left City to go and play more football for Middlesbrough in the championship. He's playing fairly well from my understanding. And just didn't make the USA team. That's why I think a lot of fans are like, what the hell is Greg Berhalter yeah. doing? Because, you know, we, we talked about this on the USA show that we did when they lost kind of their pre-World Cup games. Mm-hmm. I think they tied Saudi Arabia 0-0 and they lost to Japan 2 nothing with only two shots on target in 180 minutes. That's like unacceptable for someone like the US, which I don't deem the most talented team but i do think that they are a solid team uh they're they're just you know complaining that greg berhalter with the systems and tactics that he's using with the players that he has it's not working and he's not doing anything to change it it's yeah. every game game in game out it's the same like lackluster performance from the guys and he's not putting them in a position to succeed and then you wonder things like that when men like him are left off the roster so um i i don't know i'm i think that this will be a an interesting run for the u.s i know that a lot of betting sites oddly have the u.s like very high to do something special um (laughs) and that might be the case because you again you look at their roster they have guys playing on really good teams they have a quality team they Uh, do did you have that sorry what score was it 2-1 i knew it (laughs) daniel sturridge uh it was uh, yes, Daniel Sturridge. Nice. Former Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> but like you look at the roster, guys on Arsenal, Fulham, AC Milan, um, Inter Milan, uh, Leeds. Uh, I hope that uh, their, their Leeds guys do, yep. does well. Uh, Brendan Aronson. Brendan Aronson, Tyler yep. Adams too. Yeah. They also have Weston McKenney, who's Juventus. Yeah. They have like so many guys. Pulisic. Chris, yeah. Uh, what's the other guy named? Gio Reyna. Yeah, on Dortmund. Oh my goodness. There's so much talent on this team right? that they should be competing for England to win this group however <laughs> Greg however they apparently so i'm gonna i'm not gonna say and pretend i read a lot about the u.s i don't i don't watch a lot yep. of them because when they play typically canada plays so i watch them tyler adams is not being utilized in this team according to what i've noticed and now if he's not he's arguably their best player so you're putting your best player out of position like i know some teams do it like austria does it a lot with david alaba but he, Tyler Adams isn't like that. Like, he's a one-man position. He plays that sitting midfield role, you know, and he's really good at just kind of kind of breaking up the play and just being that little comfort between the midfielders and the defenders. And apparently for the US, you just want him to, like, attack and all this stuff, and it just doesn't work. Yeah. There's so many, like, another couple of guys off his team that were left off. Ricardo Pepe, I believe it's his name. Where's my thing go here? Yeah, that's it, right? Ricardo Pepe. So he was playing in, um, in Gr- uh, how do you say that? Gron- Groningen, which is in Holland. Nine, uh, nine games, six goals, two assists. Didn't make the team. He had three goals in World Cup qualifying, which was second on the US behind only Pulisic. For a team that can't score goals, why are you not taking your second highest goal scorer? Also, there's Jordan P. Folk who played for Union Berlin, who plays for Union Berlin. Who's doing really well. Three goals and four assists this season. And I believe like 14 games. Obviously not a massive scoring record there for him. Like he's not scoring every single game. But by my calculations, three plus four is seven. (laughs) And if he's played 14 games, that would mean he's probably contributing to a goal every other game. Yeah. How is he not going to the World Cup? But you're taking guys like Jesus Ferreira who just doesn't score for the U.S. I get it. He plays really well for Dallas. He had 18 goals for Dallas this season in the MLS. But he has one goal in World Cup qualifying. I just don't get it. I do not understand this team at all. And it, Greg Berhalter is the reason the USA will not make it out of the group. Yeah, well, and you're, that, I think that's why Americans are so upset. Obviously, we, knew, we know that they failed to qualify to the 2018 World Cup. And I mentioned to you, Liam, it was an uproar in Major League Soccer. Anytime Michael Bradley or Josie Altidore touched the ball for a Toronto FC game, they were instantly booed by their own fans. Like, it was <laughs> nuts. I, I, I felt obviously bad. I'm a 
massive TFC fan, but I, it made me realize how much the Americans appreciated the sport of football. And I really loved to see that because it's kind of lost in between the basketball and the baseball and mm-hmm. American football, right? So you really see how much this means to them. And now they've qualified to Qatar, which is massive for them. And they have a good team. They have a good pool of talented young players and, and maybe not as much experience kind of in the same wave as Canada, where it's a lot of these young guys who are talented and who have to gain that international experience. But I mean, still a team that I would think looking at paper could could compete with England, could get out of this group, could do something crazy, but because of their manager and these odd decisions that he's making, he's a guy who could ruin it for them. And I swear if that happens for American fans, like they're already fuming, like they're going to be heartbroken. So we're going to have some kind of predictions coming out on probably Friday, I would guess, when we all release our predictions episode, some graphics. And we did one on biggest surprises in the tournament. The U.S. should have been in that category of teams where it's like japan south korea canada there's a few other ones senegal i think cameroon from was wild one but anyway the u.s like (laughs) did anybody consider them no i didn't even i didn't i scrolled right past i scrolled right past like there's not a chance on this earth that iran should be considered to get out of a group and wales who i believe is a country of three million should be considered to get out of a world cup group over the usa it is this, this is the golden era right now for the U.S. Like Caroline listed a bunch of the players, Pulisic, Reyna, uh, McKenney, Adams, Aronson. This is such a good start in 11. I know. And they're just going to do nothing at the World Cup. I just don't believe in them at all. I do, just, it's so hard. Uh, do you sorry. think that this will be a hard game for England to play? Uh No. I really don't. So you think England absolutely smacks the U.S.? I don't think England smacks anyone. (laughs) (laughs) But if England came out of this game, 2-0 winners, I wouldn't be surprised. And and they have like 70% possession. That's a solid... To me, in in football, that's a a comfortable win. Yeah. That's a comfortable win. You look at the back line and there's some like... Robinson's pretty good for Fulham... Carter Vickers plays Champions League football with Celtic if you, they showed up at all at the, the tournament. Yet DeAndre Yeldon has European experience. I'm really, really glad to see Tim Ream made this team. Fulham, former Bolton Wanderer. <laughs> this is a Bolton Wanderer's yeah. uh, yeah. encyclopedia. Robinson actually played for Bolton too, funnily <laughs> enough. Um, we just got that US influence. Stuart Holden did it. He's the one that brought everyone in. I actually think we got Tim Ream from Houston where Holden played. Anyway, getting off topic. I just, <laughs> the coaching, the coaching, the coaching, the coaching. People criticize guys like Southgate and Didier Deschamps on France too, but their issues are like bigger than just like, oh, I don't know how to pick a squad. You know what I mean? Like, I remember people commented that on the US podcast we made, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, well, England don't score goals either. But it's like, but England aren't playing... Who did who did the U.S. play that they couldn't score? Saudi goals? Arabia, Saudi Arabia. And Japan. Man, Argentina like, just beat um, Saudi Arabia today five nothing. Come on, like, yeah, it's not the same level. Yeah, it's not the same level. But U.S. Unfortunately, I just don't have belief. <laughs> I don't know how to feel. I don't know. I wish I watched those games against. I watched a little bit of Saudi Arabia. I wish I watched more of the U.S. play. I want to know what they look like in their first game at the World Cup. I really want to see how they come out. And the U.S. is a team that I'm going to be watching closely. One, because there's a large appetite on our podcast for U.S. football. So I would love to get into every single detail about this U.S. team and what they're doing. Um, But yeah, I think that they're in a low-key group of death. And if Berhalter is the reason why they mess this up with a talented pool of players, like you're working with a good group. It's not like you're working with nothing. You're working with a good group. So I'm very curious to see what happens. I think it could go one of two ways. They come out of the group second or um, yeah, it's not coming out of the group at all. Did you notice that all three of U.S.'s games were at noon our time? No, I didn't know that. All three of the U.S.'s group games were at noon. I think they might be the only country to actually get that kind of schedule. Why, though? More U.S. fans can watch. 
that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys at 3 a.m. for all the other games. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll be up at 6 on Monday yeah. for England. Honestly, <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Isn't it crazy that it's that close? I know. So Canada's games, for curiosity's sake, Belgium at noon, Croatia at 9. This is on mountain time. And then Morocco at 8. Which That's really seems to throw off the kind of... I thought it was like every three hours. Yeah. Hmm, whatever. I'll watch them all anyway. So Yeah. Well, we'll be doing a live stream. So you guys should tune into that. It'll be um, a kicked back in Sunday League Pundits presented by Uber One live stream for all the Canadian group stage games. And hopefully, if they make it past the group stage, we'll do some... Uh, games from there but mm-hmm. yeah i think we're kind of on the same page with the u.s i also think that the that wales is like a little underrated right now i think yeah. that i think that they're they're not going to be as easy as people have thought in the past uh, wales uh, um i guess quickly on them such an interesting team where like a lot of the star players aren't even close to stars anymore like bale's not what he was but he's an he's mls still- cup champion true Liam. true <laughs> Aaron Ramsey, where's he now? Rangers, I think. Aaron Ramsey's on Rangers. There's like a few other guys on the team. And like they had that unreal run of the Euros in 2016 where they went to the semifinals and lost to... They beat Belgium on the way. Is Ramsey on Rangers? Nice. 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 Get it? <laughs> Close. <laughs> uh, he was on Rangers because he missed a penalty in the Europa League final. But yeah, Wales, I don't know what to even think of them either. They, this group is very unpredictable. Yeah. Because even England, on paper, one of the best teams in the tournament. I believe they're the fifth best odds. I don't know. Could go anyway. Who have we got next? Netherlands? Yeah, the Netherlands. What I will say, what I'm excited about this World Cup is like there are heavy, heavy favorites, which we know are, are um, Argentina and Brazil. But like, I do think that there are teams that maybe we're kind of looking past that could make some noise. I think the next one we're going to talk about is one Netherlands. Of I'm pumped. Yeah. yeah. So Netherlands fans must be so excited because this is their first World Cup since 2014. Like it's time. Mm-hmm. It's time to support their country, support their team. And then also let's hope that they have a run. Yeah. Well, they've got they've got the team to do it. Fifteen game unbeaten. 15 really, games they're on unbeaten. a nice. They they had a really good Nations League run. Beat Belgium, Poland, and Wales, who are all going to the World Cup. Did you say Poland. Yeah. 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 Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thirty three goals in qualifying. Only England and Germany scored more goals than them. They went in like a super tough group. Like Turkey was the second best team, so they're not bad. Just a lot of good players on this squad and. It's going to be interesting. I don't think there's a Robin or a Wesley Snyder on this team or even a Van Persie to that extent. But, man, Memphis Depay just turns it up yeah. for Holland and just goes off. Like, he barely even plays for Barcelona anymore. You kind of just forget yeah. he exists until Holland comes around. But the guy I am looking at, and I mentioned him on our Europa League preview, Cody Hackbo. Okay. Oh, my goodness. What a football player this kid is going to be. I think this is it. I think this is his coming out party. He is going to take it over. He is going to be Holland's best player. And he's going to get a massive move in January. He'll go to somewhere big. Like, I don't know. Like, it's kind of funny. He was linked to so many teams in the summer. But he was linked to... So, these are the three main teams he was linked to in the Premier League. Leeds. Southampton. Manchester United. What a random group of teams. <laughs> I know, eh? Um, but I think he's going to show it off and he's going to go somewhere big, unfortunately, for PSV fans who are trying to get back to um, win the Eredivisie again. But I think he's good as gone, unfortunately. But they did well producing him and that's what matters. So, Yeah, yeah I, I've said on the show before, my favorite team to watch at past World Cups was always the Netherlands and I would always cheer for them. Uh, just guys like you mentioned, Liam, Robin, Van Nistelrooy, Schneider, for me, was one of my favorite attacking yeah. midfielders to watch. Uh, Van der Vaart, like so many guys that were just iconic to see in that orange uniform. Uh, so I'm very curious to see what this new day and age Netherlands looks like at the World Cup. Because like I said, it's been a long time since they were on the world stage. And I'm so freaking excited. It was one of my favorite things about the Netherlands is the way they play football. They play quick. They keep the ball on the ground. They do nice passing. And I really want to see if this team, kind of like the teams of the past, can execute the same thing. I'm really praying that Virgil van Dijk has a massive World Cup. Because I have not been on the train of like, let's tear this man down. I think he's dealt with injuries. Um, At some point, he was in the conversation as one of the best center backs of all time. 
Sergio Ramos fans, don't come for me. But like as players get older and they're no longer playing and Sergio Ramos is going that direction, other players may start to end up in that conversation. Van Dyke didn't have the best start to this season with Liverpool, um, made some critical errors, but I really hope that he kind of like spearheads this Netherlands team and, and really is that like leader because I do really like the player he is. I think he, he should do very well at this tournament. That The back line for, for Netherlands is probably the strongest part of the team, to be honest. Like you've got Van Dijk, De Ligt from Bayern Munich. Yep. Um, Tyrell Malassia from United has had a pretty good season. Yuri Timber from Ajax is an upcoming guy. Uh, Fring Pong from Bayer Leverkusen. We haven't had a great season, but he's a really good player. And you have the veteran, Daily Blend, and Nathan Aki's on the team too. Like It's funny because in years past, it's always been like, oh, Holland have this guy taking this guy, this guy, this guy. But now it's like, okay, well, the back line's stacked. St- stacked. Yeah, it's got everything. Midfield, Frankie de Jong, yeah, obviously. Insane. Great player. Kenneth Taylor's kind of an upcoming Dutch star too, I think. Uh, Memphis Depay, uh, Bergwijn is another one. Hakpo, I mentioned. Javi Simons, who's yep. on PSV as well. Like This team, I don't think, is as doesn't have the stars that it's had forever. Like Van Basten, if you want to go back that far. Yep. There's so many guys. But I think as a team as a whole, it's one that could cause a lot of damage. The unfortunate part for Holland is if they finish first in their group, win that tie, I can't remember who it would be against, and then it would be the second place team in England's group, so Group B. They would then play Argentina. It's, so if that's kind of how it plays out, but that's a possibility. So not easy, but not easy. I wouldn't be surprised if they made it to the semifinals. And you guys know I have Argentina winning everything, but Netherlands would be a game that I wouldn't blame people to put some money on Netherlands. Yeah, I think uh, they've got a lot of talent, and it's it's a good squad. I'm excited. Goalies are interesting. So, yeah, talk to me about the goalies. Let me see. So there's one story I want to mention quickly. Remco Pasvia. Is that right, Brett? Yes, sir. I'm getting good at this. <laughs> 39 years old. Plays for Ajax. Played twice for the Netherlands. And his first cup game in September. Oh. Is that crazy? That is and nice, now, though. It's just a good story. It and is. it's not like a, a, a fantastic position for the Netherlands. But to be honest, they made it to a World Cup final with Sketlenburg as their goalie, and he was not great. So I don't think it really matters who's in goal for them. That back line is going to really help them out. Um, Dumfries is another guy I forgot to mention. He is so such a funny player because he's a right back. But man, that guy's pretty much just a striker. It is so interesting to watch him. They're an exciting team. I think they're in a very exciting group, an underestimated group. Like Senegal, we're going to get to them a little mm-hmm. bit later. They got, they're got one of the best teams in Africa, if not the best. Ecuador's a really good South American team upcoming. Qatar, who knows? We yeah. really do not know what this team is about. I, I don't know about you guys. I don't really watch much Qatar Premier League, but... You don't? <laughs> no. Very interesting team. But yeah, Netherlands, I think we can do really well this World Cup. I do too. And I think that their toughest opponent will be Senegal. And luckily for the Netherlands, Sadio Mane is expected to miss his first game, which would be against yes. the Netherlands. So uh, I, I, I do think that it's a, it's a group that has obviously, you know, promising performances. But I think Netherlands tops this easy. I, I, I think... They are likely to win all three games. Mm-hmm. They do play Senegal first. Should we just dive into Senegal? Yeah, quickly? go ahead into Senegal. Yeah. Um, so they play Senegal first, and Sadio Mane probably won't play by all indications, which is horrible. I know. This team is, he's the heartbeat of the team. He's the heartbeat of the team. And I think without him, it leaves a lot to be desired. They do have a lot of other promise. Ismail Saar is a good player. Play for Watford. Premier League fans will be familiar with him. Other players that people probably know. Uh, Mendy from Leicester. He's a good one in midfield. And obviously Koulibaly from Chelsea is a big name. They have Mendy as well from Chelsea who will be their star. They won the African Cup of Nations for the first time in their history. And they've got a lot of momentum. Up until they also knocked out Mo Salah. Yeah. In the the thing. So I think this team has a lot going right for them. The Mane thing is a massive hit. Up until Mane got hurt, a lot of people were kind of saying, like, ah, you know what? Like, 
if one African team was going to do something at this World Cup, it would be Senegal. And I think that's very fair. They've got a very good core of players. And I think the players that are around that core can contribute well to the team. They're in a group that's very, they're very capable of getting out of. They would play England in the last round of 16. So who knows what team's going to show up there. Um, But yeah, I think Senegal, I would, I wouldn't be shocked if they won this group. Really? I, I wouldn't be shocked. I would be a little bit surprised because of how good Netherlands is, but I wouldn't be like, wow, that's crazy. Like, I think think they've got a lot of talent and they're well-managed by Cissé, who I believe went to a World Cup with them in like 98 or something like that too. Um, good team. A lot of good talent there. And I, yeah, if one African team is going to cause some damage in this World Cup, I think it'll be Senegal. I think you hit it. I think right on from the start of what you were saying that Sadio Mane is the heartbeat of this team like he was at Liverpool, uh, for Liverpool fans listening. Uh, and I think that if he doesn't find health quickly, like if he doesn't get back into mm-hmm. his stride within the first game or first two games, that's where their weakness will be. I, I hope that Senegal doesn't rely too much on a guy like Sadio Mane for many reasons. His how he can score goals, you know, everything he brings on the pitch. And then just having a guy like that around the team. There's something very interesting that I heard on TSN yesterday. Um one of like I think Tosaint Ricketts was on the desk reporting this and he was said that he was talking to Richie LaRay, I believe, on Canada and he said, How does it feel to be in Qatar? He says, It'll hit us when Davies is here and the bright lights. And mm-hmm. that's the impact Alfonso Davies has on this Canadian team. It's not just what he brings on the field. It's just his personality personality and and he him being the guy on Canada and how big of a moment this is for Alfonso which means it's for the team right like they obviously have such respect for Davies which I wonder if it's the same thing for Sadio Mane and if they would rely on him too much that if he wasn't there how well they would do or wouldn't do yeah yeah I think that's a that's a fair point and yeah Netherlands first for Senegal then they play Qatar and then they play Ecuador which that last game against Ecuador could likely be for second in the group. Crazy. So, yeah. Brett, Brett, Brett has something he wants to oh. say. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Sorry, this has been, this just broke within the hour. Oh. Um, and this might go alongside with uh, the English national team. I know we spoke about them yesterday. But Ivan Tony has been charged with misconduct in relation to alleged breaches of the FA's betting rules. 
It is alleged that Brentford FC forward breached FA rule E8 232 times between February uh, 25th, 2017 and January 23rd, 2021. And they are giving Ivan Tony until next Thursday to respond. Holy shit. And this is exactly (laughs) what I said yesterday, Liam. (laughs) Gareth Southgate, and I I said privy, which I've never said in my entire life, but he is present to things that no one else is if there's a guy on the team that's kind of in trouble or is not following the rules or sometimes is a little bit of a disruptor you don't need that going into the biggest tournament of of you know everyone's um, lives so the fa released was it the fa one you yeah. just read yeah read read kieran trippier got 10 gate got a 10 game ban i can't remember when this was when he was with atletico madrid i think for like tipping off some of his friends so he wasn't making the bets like he was telling people to make the bets and he did it four times so we got 10 games for four times. And what did you say it was? Like, I <laughs> so what, what, what is essentially Ivan Tony doing? He was betting on the games. Obviously completely yeah. illegal. Yeah. So there was because actually a guy, in, a referee in the NBA, and I, I don't want to say this is going to happen, but he went to jail. Like he went to jail for six months for, yeah. for, well, I guess it was a little bit different because he was officiating the games. But yeah, he went to prison for like six months. Which is crazy because he would absolutely have the ability to like change a game, a referee. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he, he did. There's a, there's a big famous game, the Sacramento Kings and the LA Lakers. I believe it was game seven, 2001. Go look that up if you want to, if you want to get some more details. So Ivan Tony was betting on his own games? I think. That's kind of what it was. I haven't read a lot into it. I believe he was like betting on his games, and like, I don't know what it said. 2017 to 2021. So Brentford were promoted in that time too. Whoa. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Um. Yeah. So Ivan Tony, producer Brett, thanks for the scoop, man. Isn't that what he did? Yeah. In his celebration. <laughs> Yo, this is what I mean. Like. Gareth Southgate, <laughs> like to me, that's a W call from him. Then, yeah, perspective. Hey, like uh, everything comes out in time. Sometimes people just un- need to understand the coaches know more than we than we will ever know. Yeah, there was uh, the I did. I've kind of forgot about that when we were talking about it yesterday. But yeah, there was allegations against him, obviously, before this kind of all occurred, and the name, the squad was named and stuff. And yeah, there you have it, folks. Ivan Tony, crazy. Might not see him for a while. Not to speculate, I guess, but if Kieran Trippier got 10 games for telling his friends four times, I can only imagine what will happen to Ivan Tony now. That sucks because he's a very good football player and it's a shame, but I agree. you can't break the rules. Denmark. Yo, <laughs> I think Denmark could do some serious damage at this World Cup. Like, very, I'm, yeah. I'm pumped. They are very, very good. Very good. I didn't know when the group. Okay, so yeah. they're just, every time I watch them, I have so much respect for them because I think that they're athletic and dynamic and tough, but they like to high press. They always give us that kind of aggressive football game mm-hmm. with talent. You know what I mean? Like, they're just such a well-rounded team. And I also think their defense is probably their biggest strength. This is yeah. why that I think that a Denmark-France situation could be more of a low-key upset for Denmark than people are anticipating well Denmark beat France yep at least once in the Nations League maybe twice um I always thought when England played them in the Euros last year they were very disrespected like they're they're a good good football team I mm-hmm. like there's a chance they could face each other again today uh, not today well that'd be cool actually in the World Cup if it kind of goes well and it's like would anybody be surprised if Denmark somehow made it to the semifinals? I would not be at all. One player kind of outside of everyone, I guess, because obviously you have Christian Eriksen, which is going to be fantastic yep. to see him on the world stage again after what happened at the Euros. Terrible. Thomas Delaney is a, another great football player. I love him. Um, one guy, two guys, I guess, the one guy I wanted to talk about quickly was Damsgaard. At the Euros last time around, he was kind of the young guy that was thriving and like kind of the next guy to come up. And he's just kind of had like a few injuries, which have really held him back. He's now at Brentford. He hasn't scored a goal in nine games, doesn't have an assist. He's in this team. So I'm very curious how he does for them. I believe 
if I'm remembering correctly, he has done quite well for Denmark in, in recent times. But the one guy is Jesper Lundström okay. from Frankfurt, who have got a lot of good players in this tournament. Actually, there's a guy on Japan who's quite good from Frankfurt too. Lundström, 20 years old, I think he is. Yeah, sorry, 22. I don't know why I ever guess someone's age. I should just let it load <laughs> and then, then read what it says. Six goals in Bundesliga this year, 15 games. Goal in the Champions League too. He's very, he's like kind of qualities. He's a very good dribbler. Yep. Plays box to box. He's gonna feels like he's gonna be some life off the bench for Denmark. Can play wing too, like very, very uh, diverse. I like this team a lot. There's a lot of talent. There's a lot of momentum for them coming into this tournament after what they did in Nations League. I like it. They're in a tough ish group with france australia and tunisia i don't know if they're going to provide too much threats for them but yeah denmark i would not be shocked if they kind of went on a bit of a run here so you guys know that my flop pick is france i also think france is is inconsistent as of late and denmark is like super consistent so this is going to be a team that i think that when they take on france and they have a solid back line the French might have a bit of a hard time playing them. And Denmark qualified for the World Cup without dropping a point or conceding Ooh. a goal. 27 goals scored and zero conceded. So this is a team that I think could shock a lot of people. And I know that they're widely considered the dark horse. But one thing that I really like about this team and I think might set them apart is they have they the players love their manager. I don't even want to mm. try and pronounce his last name. I'm going to call him Coach Casper. But they said that the way that he handled the Ericsson situation at the Euro and how he became this heart and this leader of the team. It brought everyone closer. And mm. he the way he managed the team from that point on was almost incredible to them so when you have this coach who's able to be obviously a manager and get stuff done on the pitch and be you know harsh when he needs to be but also you know uh, a source of like i don't even know what he would have needed to be in that situation with erickson a a source of light Hope. hope you know um strength because that must have been an insanely scary time for for the team altogether he was exactly that and i think that his players really want to play for him and each other and i it just showed in qualifications and i think that this is a team that low-key could top the group i'm not sold on france i'm not saying france won't get out but i'm just not sold on france you know beating everyone like crazy i think denmark could be a team that they really struggle with yeah i I like joakim joakim anderson as well from crystal palace we've seen him play obviously in the premier league a lot this season does really well against the top teams uh yeah just a just a very well balanced Danish team yeah. gonna cause some damage. Don't uh, don't underestimate them. They didn't make it to the Euro semifinal on a fluke. Yeah, they didn't beat France twice on a fluke. They didn't not drop points in qualifying on a fluke. It's a very good football team. They're gonna cause damage. And to be honest, it's kind of funny. I was thinking of putting them as like my dark horse for the tournament, but then I thought they're just good yeah they're just a very good team and i i don't think they should be underestimated it's like that conversation with Bel- belgium used to be a dark horse and then now people are like you can't call them a dark horse anymore because they're just good Too i think good. that'll be denmark here soon yeah that kind of feels like a, yeah. a good shout okay croatia because we got to kind of get through these next few teams pretty quickly luka modric uh what i would assume is his last ever world cup he's 37 but I, this guy's playing yeah. like he's 30 so i don't know but i would assume that this is his last ever World Cup, obviously the biggest name on this Croatian team, a Ballon d'Or winner, uh, someone uh, or a guy that a lot of football fans across the world deem the best midfielder to ever play the game. And I do absolutely think that that respect should be given to him, although my vote vote is for KDB. Uh, Modric is unbelievable. We've seen him completely take a team out of the play by just one bending ball from the outside of his foot. Like it's, he's magic. He can make something happen from nothing. He's a guy that, that Canada and the entire group need to, you know, watch out for. He is a quality football player. I literally put in my note. The first thing I wrote about Croatia, can Modric do it again? Yeah. <laughs> because he's a hobby of his team. He's everything Croatia is and wants to be. The only issue, like, so the midfield in Croatia is, is very good. It's probably the strength of the squad. Mm-hmm. The big question mark for me is, who's scoring? Who's scoring the goals? Because this is not an easy group. I think this is a team that could get upset 
with Canada and Morocco's attack. Belgium's going to be an issue for them too. Lukaku and De Bruyne. It's going to be a lot to ask for them to achieve what they did at the 2018 World Cup. Mm-hmm. And I believe they didn't do too great at Euro 2020. Final 16. I think they made an exit. Yeah, because they lost. 16. England beat them in the first game of the tournament. Uh, another England reference. I got to get out of my system, but I just love them. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, I don't know. I just don't have high expectations for this team. I think they're good enough to make it out of the group, of course. Much further. I don't think so. You know, hot take. I'm. I don't. I think this is a team that. I think this is a team that Canada can get above in the group stage. I'm with you. I do. Um, and I say that respectfully because I do think Croatia has proven themselves in European football. Like this was a team that when I was growing up, no one thought about. And then all of a sudden one day I woke up and I'm like, holy shit, they could win the World Cup. That's how quick they transition from like uh, a team that's just there to a team that's contending. Right. Yeah. And it just felt like that for me personally. Um I just, yeah, they don't have the guys that did it for them the last time. They, they're missing those goal scorers. And there's only so much a Modric can do. If, yeah, like, if, if, if Canada's able to shut down a couple guys and really kind of like prevent maybe even that counter, this is a winnable game for me, in my opinion. Yeah, like there's no um, Mandzukic anymore yeah. for them. Olic, I believe the other guy was, right? The little striker. They just don't have that as much anymore. The midfield's really strong. Unfortunately... I don't have high expectations for this Croatian team. Modric and Perisic both boasting over 100 caps. That's a nice little bit of experience there. Yeah, and they've got a, a ton more too. And I think that's if they are to have success, it'll be that experience that guides them through. Yeah, never know. But I'm with you. It's like, yeah, they were the, they were, they were the team in the past, but can they still kind of... Can they do it? With the, with the same, with a couple of the same guys. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Serbia. You love Serbia, and I don't blame you. Yeah. Their attack might be one of the best in yeah. the tournament. They've got so much. Malinkovic Savic, I think, is the heartbeat of this team. I think I think that's what a lot of these countries miss is the playmaking aspect mm-hmm. from the midfield. It's like, yeah, it's great. Yeah, they have this great attack, but who's giving these guys the yeah. ball? He will. He's quality i said on the show yesterday he gets linked with every single team in europe and never leaves lazio so this is almost <laughs> like a coming not a coming out pie but like oh this is why he's linked yep. with everyone all the time they top their qualifying group yep above a portugal above portugal so lots of like on this team mitrovic obviously what does he player. do when he scores? He eat like is it that he Isn't eats? He do, do this oh thing? yeah, he does do that. I don't even yeah, know what this means uh, I don't know. <laughs> Dusan Tajic, Tajic is that how you say it? Tadic played for Southampton, I believe. Let me double check that. Yep, Southampton now plays for Ajax. Joke Luka Jovic, Vlavic, of course, Juventus. Yeah, that guy's. Um, they're saying right now he's one of the best strikers in all of Serie A. Oh yeah, fifteen games, seven goals, two world. assists. Yeah, I mean, just even Mitrovic, twelve appearances, nine goals. Like these are guys who are in form. Oh yeah, behind the scenes in form. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, Ivan Illich. Illich. I always look for breakfast. Oh, I'm glad we got him. I, I like Serbia. Yeah, Ivan Illich, fantastic player. I he he won't be at Verona for much longer. Like he's. He feels almost like a hackpo in a way that he's going to sh- kind of show off what he has in this tournament. The defense is where it gets a little iffy for me. I don't know if they have what they need to be a true cont- contributor, contributor, I guess, to this tournament. I think they can do well. I think they can get out of the group. But defensively, when they play like when they play Brazil, I think they might get exposed a little bit. But this is easily. One of the best teams Serbia has ever taken to all. So Serbia Brazil first game for them, which is nuts. Yeah, that might be. <laughs> which I always think first games are exciting because you know that it's jitters for pregame jitters for each team, right? Like yeah. there's going to be some nerves. I wonder if this is maybe at least in the first forty five minutes a zero zero game, and then something happens in the second half. But maybe Serbia kind of established themselves a little bit. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, hopefully, it's not like a confidence dumper for them like yeah. hopefully they can get something from I agree that would be sad because I yeah. do like this team yeah I like them too I think they can do well I think they are one of those teams that could be a dark horse in this tournament that maybe makes like a quarterfinal mm-hmm. or something like that we'll see they've got they've got 
the talent to do so attacking wise at yeah. least. Uh, okay, quickly, we'll go into Japan. Really excited to see Japan play Canada tomorrow. Again, yeah. I know it's a World Cup warm-up match, but I just... Japan, to me, is always an exciting team to play because they play so quick. Yeah. Like, well, they're going to want to try and catch teams on a counter. They they almost play, like, this fearless style of football that they're just going to go for it and, you know, hope... Not hope for the best because I do think that they're a talented squad, but uh, they just like to press in certain moments and force their opponents to make these mistakes, which is why it's so exciting to me. Yeah, they... Um they're in a tough group. They are in a very tough group. They've got, they've got a lot of good players. The um, Where is he here? The Frankfurt player I was referring to before was Kamada. Okay. He's having it. Deji Kamada. Kamada. Thanks, Brett. <laughs> we love producer Brett. Um, yeah, good player. I think he's going to be a really key piece for them in this tournament. Tough group with Spain and Germany. And who's the other one in that group, actually? Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Shout out CONCACAF. Oh, boy. Yeah, so that's another tough group. We'll see. I don't know a lot about this team. I know they've got some, like I'm looking through a squad here. There's a lot of players who I do recognize. Japan kind of show up for these tournaments, no matter who's on yeah. the team. So just them and South Korea, I always find you can never underestimate what they're going to bring to the tournament. But hot take, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm the only one in this. That's why I'm starting to talk quieter, even though I have a mic right in front of my <laughs> mouth. I don't know if Spain's as good as everyone is saying they are. Well, let's just dive right let's, into them. Honestly, because... and I say that respectfully, but... I don't know. They're not the same team, obviously, that we grew up with, right? That had the greats. But can, can like Gavi and Pedri do everything for this team? They're young guys. So my thing with Spain, they're obviously not what they were. Which is fair. Which is, it's just fair. I it's mean, gonna happen. Top, won, <laughs> Let's stop time. They won everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. They can't play the style they used to play. I don't think they're as dangerous on the attack anymore. Like Morata's going to be the starting striker for them. Who's good? Is he world class? No. Midfield, it's not bad. Like you said, Pedri will be there. Um, Koke, Sergio Busquets will probably make a lot of appearances for his team. Rodri on City. Yeah, this guy's old. But then defensively, like... It looks good. Like, Pau Torres is really good. Laporte from City. But there's just not a lot of consistency in this team. And throughout the qualifying, I can't remember the exact number it was, but they, like, and, like, Nations League 2, they were just changing the team all the time. Like, the back line was never the same. Who knows? Like, they feel like such a... I just don't have the answer for what they're going to be at all. (sighs) I in my I don't want to tease it too much, but I do think they're going to be one of the teams, the big dogs that falls out of the That's how falls I feel. out early. I, and I think I think at least how I feel when I hear you say that, which I agree with you, is they they're, they almost don't have an identity. Yeah. When that's you a think good about their identity from like the 2010 World Cup, for example, like it's clear, mm-hmm. it's clear who their players were, how much of a team they were, what they what they excelled at, and how no one could ever beat them. Like, they were so freaking good. I think that this is what's missing right now, and I think it's because they're almost in that, like, rebuild era, which is normal. Like, every team's yeah. going to... Croatia kind of is went through it. You know what I mean? Like, these are th- things that are going to happen with teams that have won in the past, but they're not that golden generation by any means just yet. Maybe we'll be talking about them a little bit more... At, in 2026 as that but right now no disrespect to Gavi and Pedri but they're still young yeah and I think as I was actually just about to think say that too like I think the next World Cup is kind of when we'll see this team get yeah. to the next step like guys are coming through but yeah right now I just don't have high expectations for them they got knocked out by Switzerland at the Euros they had to get through extra time against Croatia who we just spoke about doesn't have a great attack they conceded three times and yeah I just don't I don't see it like penalties against Italy in the semi-final too and I'm not not saying they're gonna go there and just like lay an egg like they'll be competitive i agree but i just don't know i wouldn't be shocked at all if they just got knocked out in the groups yeah i yeah i agree okay well hopefully we don't get ripped apart in the comments for that yeah, let them let them do it <laughs> <laughs> okay right now poland's tied chile zero zero in their friendly so i need to keep an eye on that i need poland guys i need poland to get out of the group stage 
Mm. It's about they damn time. They got a chance. They got a chance. Yeah, I'm I not, hope so. Not against Poland by any means. Thank you. I'm not well, against England by any means. Oh, That's why you. this works. Eh? <laughs> Do you imagine? I was like desperately wanting England to <laughs> yeah. get out of the World Cup. Like, come on. That would be a hard. That would be hard <laughs> for you to sit through. Imagine I was just ripping on England the entire time. I wouldn't let you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would convince you by the end of the World Cup that England were the best, despite getting knocked out in the round of 16 by oh Senegal. Oh my gosh. It's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. No, but, no, it's not. No, I got expectations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brett, we... okay, Brett, you, are you on the England train? No, no, I, I, I'm sorry, and, and Liam knows this, I, I'm absolutely not, Okay, tell us why. Uh, I don't like the squad selection, uh, I'm very not okay with, I love Cal, Cal, Calvin Phillips, I, I just really want to preface that, even though he does play, or has Liam's played for boy. Leeds, yeah, has played for Leeds and Manchester City, and I'm a United fan, I think he's fantastic, um, but I just think there were better to pick from I'm okay and I think you guys kind of spoke about it with the fact that it was also you're sticking with the people that you really are comfortable with and understand the system and that can be really important especially with trying to peak at the right time if you have the right players and mm -hmm. the right system it'll be all right but I think Senegal is going to run over them in the round of 16. Oh, we'll cut that part. Oh, and we end it there. Okay, guys, we'll be back on Friday with a prediction show. See you then. <laughs> That's a wrap for another episode of Kickback. And thanks so much for listening. You can catch Caroline and Liam here every single week on Tuesdays and Thursdays to give you the latest rundown on all things football. Please don't forget to subscribe and give us a nice five star rating. Please and thank you. And for even more Kickback content, follow the 90th minute on all your favorite social channels. See you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market